Hello, and welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, a show for people who want to take their personal training businesses and fitness coaching skills to the next level. Team Alloy has been in the personal training business since 1992 and share their insights from working with businesses and brands around the world. Listen in for secrets and tips on running a successful fitness business from personal training, marketing, staff management, scaling your business, and everything in between. If you are interested in having your own personal training business, our systems are well-developed, and we are focusing on very discrete segments which we think are the secrets to success. Now, let's get started with our host. Good morning, Matt. Thought you were going to do the good morning Vietnam thing there. What's that? Yeah, I know. I did like that movie. That's a great movie for those of you guys who haven't seen it. Nah, I can't do it. I don't, I don't have the don't golden get, pipes for you that. You don't got it? No more of a talking voice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been told that. More of a bedroom voice guy. Like, hey, can you read me some nighttime stories? I get a lot of weird DMs like You do? That. Is that what I you do. get from the podcast? I do. Mostly just requests for reading bedtime stories to people. Yeah, who so knew? Man, that, that's be, probably like a service that we, we even have know big about. News. We have big news today. He's in day two of his Freddie Mercury mustache. Yeah, it's got a ways to go. You know, I, I mean, oh. I shaved, I like clean shaved like three days ago. So I really screwed this whole thing up. I forgot. I is that the, not the big news? And, uh, no. Actually, oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, the mustache is not coming in thick. That's all we have for you today. No, we've got some big news though. Yeah, what you got? Well, you know, we've got, uh, I'll let our listeners know that as uh, Alloy fr- Personal Training Franchise, mm-hmm. we are releasing a smaller model to complement our standard model. Yep. Now. You know, what does that look like, right? Yeah, what is it? Well, it's essentially a pod, if you will. Now, so pods, meaning that's the way we would describe all the equipment and space allocated for one coach to coach six people. Right. Our standard model, like the one that we created here at the mothership or that we moved to, I should say, Mm -hmm. has two pods. So imagine a maximum, two coaches on the floor, maximum capacity of 12 people each available hour for sessions, right? Now, this one will be a smaller footprint. So imagine going from 3,000 square feet, which is not huge, but imagine now being able to go into 1,500 square feet, as an example, and just do one pod. So this would be one coach on the floor at any given time working with six clients. Yep. So it's a one-pod model instead of a two-pod model, which is all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I'm excited to be able to do this. You know, we're going to talk about why why we decided to do this and what this thing looks like, but just know that we own a corporate model. Yeah, this is not the, not the first one. No, it's not. And I'll, I'll tell a little bit more about the history of some other people that we work with that have opened very similar gyms. And even how this model is faring during COVID versus bigger models. Maybe not so much our two-pod, but just industry knowledge of if you've got six or 8,000 feet right mm-hmm. now trying to service training or even 50,000 feet in a, in a you know, normal health club, what are your numbers looking like? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exciting news for us because it's going to – Bring the price threshold down a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So it's going to be less expensive to open. Obviously, building out half the space is going to be less expensive. Still drives good revenue and good margins, or we wouldn't even be able to, to right. bring it to market. And again, we've run one. So we run both of these models corporately, so mm-hmm. we're very familiar with how it works and the moving parts of it. Yeah. So why now? Why do we why do, we do this now? Well, it's interesting. I mean, there's a couple of things. First is we've got a, you know, you don't want to say you have a fan base because it makes you sound like a goober, but... It's not necessarily a fan base, but maybe a following. You know, for years, we've done work with personal trainers in the personal training space, licensed clubs worldwide. They have Mm -hmm. coaches working in their gyms, right? I speak at Perform Better, which is typically, you know, trainers or strength coaches, you know, that kind of crowd. 
And so that's been our major following up to this point. So when we released the franchise, if we only went with a one standard model to keep it simple, right, the two potter as an example, well, the problem is that the investment threshold essentially excluded our entire following. Right. Right. Because it's uh, not everyone, but for the most part, anyone that would financially qualify was already running an independent model, maybe as an alloy licensee, not franchisee. Mm -hmm. And why would they rebrand and and become an alloy if they're already doing well enough to financially qualify anyway? And for everyone else, they all thought it was a great idea. High fives all around, you know, congratulations, but I can't afford that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what we thought was, well, we've got a soft spot for this crowd. This is how we've built our our business over time, licensing business, which led to franchising. Why not release something that fits this this right. crowd, right? It'd be mm-hmm. a better fit for our current fan base and keep two models. And as it turns out, as everyone will understand, if you've been out into any community, different brands have different models, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're in the food industry, if you're in a food franchise, you might have a drive-through only and a, or a drive-through with a dining room. Yep. And, and they can exist under the same banner and it's basically the same thing. This one has this and that, and that one just has this. Well, and it's all drive-through now? Yeah, yeah all drive-through <laughs> all the time. We're going to do drive-through fitness. We should, we should launch that model as well. Do you work out in your car? Yep. You just drive through. <laughs> all you have to do is get close to a coach and you get some of the benefits. It's a huge uh, plate and it just shakes your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Off, hook the electrodes up. We turn on them from the little booth. Bam, done. But this smaller model is going to allow us to to actually offer something that might be more uh, approachable from our current following. And yeah. well, it's going to get more part of those coaches, personal trainers now, right? That don't have the money, right? Kind of talk to Yeah. That. So if you're a listener and you follow along for coaching and personal training advice and you're building a personal training business or what have you, this would be a great model for you because the barrier to entry is going to be lower. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a lot of business acumen or management experience, this is perfect because that's the kind of stuff that we give you in a right. lot of ways. Now you still have to be an entrepreneur and you still have to have some you know, skills, but this one requires a bit less of the overall business planning and, well, and managing um, of the business than a bigger model is going to less moving parts. I mean, I've, you know, I know there's lots of trainers out there. I've done it myself, thought about it at one point, like, Hey, I want to open my own gym. Right. I mean, let me get into it. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So basically, right. This is a shortcut and it will get you there quicker. Plus it'll allow you to really just be more of a coach and have, do what you're really good at. Right. Yeah. So let me describe the model since we own one, how we got to it and maybe the landscape right now, what those models look like, mm-hmm. you know, under different banners. So about, it's been four years now, I opened Alloy for Women, right? And so why do we do that? Well, I had a coach, Anthony, who's my partner now in the women's gym, came to me and said, look, man, I'm ready for something different. We always knew that our biggest line item of revenue in our 8,000 square foot mothership facility where we did, you know, do it on your own team training, personal training in a small group setting and maybe a little one-on-one. Yep. It was always the small, what we call small group, you know, two to four to six. Now, small group personal training was our biggest line item of revenue. Mm-hmm. So if we were going to open a smaller footprint, 1,500 feet, it's like, well, let's then focus on the one light item of revenue that sets us apart in the market, which has led to eventually that's our franchise, right? But mm-hmm. this was, imagine this is four years ago before we considered going to franchising. This was just a concept test. So I've got a rock star coach who hasn't owned a business before, mm-hmm. but is a smart guy. I mean, you could tell just the way he manages his money personally and just the way he, you know, just him as an individual, certainly qualified to be a business owner maybe doesn't have the budget to open a ginormous gym. So we partner, right? We back him, so to speak. He goes and we open. And really the model was built 
in some ways simpler. So if you were a coach or a trainer or like the crowd that we're talking about, I could give Anthony all this bandwidth and shortcut, right? Like choosing real estate, build out, right. all those things we could kind of take on mm-hmm. ourselves. And then he could just go and do what he's always done well, which is to be an amazing rock star trainer, yep. be the face of the business, right? And then once we get up and running to hire someone to fill in some hours, so he doesn't have to work mm-hmm. you know, full time, 50 hours a week on the floor. Yep. But it's still what he's really good at and what he likes to do, right? And the reason we chose women's only at the time, you guys, was because 70% of our original engagement, historically speaking, for personal training had been from women. So we thought, well, if we're going to open an abbreviated model, so to speak, where the top line you know, clientele is going to be that 100 to 120 clients, 120 higher end, 100 average, mm-hmm. right? Then why don't we just do women's only? And you know, looking back on it, I'm glad we did it. It gave us a good test run, but I wouldn't do women's only again. I think, you know, well, we get a lot of men that come into the brand now, more so than we used to when personal training was newer. Of course, we've right. been in it forever. but And that's because a lot of times it's just husbands or, or what have you. But we still get the most of the original engagement from women, which yep. is we see a lot of our advertising on Facebook or whatnot leaning towards females mostly because yep. they're going to bring the husbands anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So we open up four years down the road. I've only been in there twice as the partner, right? Anthony's taken the ball and run with it, and it's done really well. Well, because of this success – and let me back up even a step further. The reason that we even considered opening one so small was because I have a friend in the industry. His name is Michael Okumi, and he's a really sharp guy. MK Capital, I believe, is the name of his company. So he just does mergers and acquisitions in fitness right now. And he's a really sharp dude. He's doing really good work in our space. He had been a prior Wall Street, I call him a rehabilitated Wall Street guy, who looked at fitness through the lens of like a guy who had worked really hard to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And his cousin, Glenn, who you know. Yep was running these small fitness women's only franchises and was making a lot of money with them. And so Michael was like talking to his cousin and he's working this very high paying job, but also a terrible lifestyle. And he's, he's a kid who had lost a bunch of weight. who's trying to stay healthy and he's a good guy. So he wants to help people. I mean, wall street can be some empty at times, yeah. you know, as you know. And so he says, all right, well, how much do you make running these small studios? And he's like, I want a piece of that. So he joins this brand and he ramps it up to multiple studios. And now they're like these two complete rock stars competing to see how much revenue they can do out of a space that's essentially 900 to 1500 square mm-hmm. feet. Absolutely crushing it. I mean, their price per square foot, you know, we brag about having one of the higher price per square foot facilities. But when I heard about them, I'm like, all right, you're the champ. Mm-hmm. I mean, insane amounts of, of revenue per square foot, right? And then he sold out of that, opened a big gym, decided he didn't like that, and then kind of went back to this blend of he likes fitness, but his, his roots are Wall Street, right? So he's doing M&A work, and he's doing great work in that it, with that, like I said. But that spawned us to open this model, right? Right. Sort of this smaller, easy to manage, something that would be appealing to a coach who wanted to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we were then, at that point, you know, Frank Nash and I were partners in the Secret Trainer Society, which was a, a group, a mastermind group for studio owners. And a lot of them had the bigger models that we were all sitting on, like six to 8,000 feet, you know, four or 500 members, yep. you know, all paying high dollar. Great. But when you look at like moving out and scaling, you know, you need to keep, for something to scale, it needs to be simpler, right? And so... A lot of these guys, I had Michael come and speak at one of our events. We had opened our women's center and we're bragging about how simple it was. Mm-hmm. So these guys went out and opened multiples of theirs as well. So they had their main mothership gym like we did, which was maybe six to 8,000 feet. And they were grabbing these rock star trainers that wanted something more out of their facilities and going out and opening these smaller, you know, 1,500 square foot facilities. And lo and behold, they all went really well. And so some of them 
like that's their whole model. They even shrank their original model down and they're all running these micro training gyms, right? right? Because if you run them right, they're wildly profitable percentage wise, relatively low cost to get up and running, mm-hmm. right? And so it looks really good on paper. And especially if you can find the, the operating partner that wants to work in the business, it works out really well. So I, I tell everyone this every time I speak, I show the whole model, I show what you could make, right? Here's how we opened it. Here's our historical numbers that we've done up to this point. I was like, listen, if I was an individual coach right now and I wanted to be my own business owner, right. this is the business that I would do. Yeah. And so all that being said, when we created the franchise, you know, you look at some of the successful franchisees and their barrier to entry is pretty high. And so that then attracts a different type of investor, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's great. And we want to be able to attract those type. But it always felt a little weird that we were sort of ignoring or excluding in some ways financially the crowd that we had built our business on, yeah, which are these sure. individual trainers or folks that, again, they might be a director at a big club and they've always dreamed of opening their own place, mm-hmm. but they really can't conceive of, of making a half million dollar investment into a facility and a business. So, you know, this is the model for them, really. That's what we built it for out of, out of a really soft spot in our hearts for them. And also the fact that it's, if you want to work in the business, you can make a lot of money. I mean, shit, I make a lot of money from our women's model, and I've only been in the building twice in four years right. because Anthony's such a great operating mm-hmm. partner, right? So we're both really happy. He runs the show. He's the star of the show. He's the face of the whole thing, right, right. under the Alloy brand. But it's a great investment for me too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives that person who's a really good coach, maybe feels like they don't really have anywhere to go within their gym where they're working now, right, an opportunity to be an owner shortcut again to get rid of all the things that they may not be good at marketing and different things like that we get guidance from us people have been doing it for a long time so you don't have to make those mistakes and then you get to go have fun have a blast bring people in make them happy yeah you literally are going to do exactly what you've been doing you're just going to get paid much better you're going to have you're going to be an entrepreneur you're going to get to be mm-hmm. a business owner right and so Then the question is, and I get this question a lot, like, well, why would I buy a franchise for that? I could just do it on my own. But the problem is you can't. And believe me, I know because I've worked with too many people that have tried. It's really difficult to do it on your own. So when you look at maybe the what, right, or the like Mm -hmm. the how we get you there. So imagine buying all of these shortcuts is basically what you're doing, right? You mentioned that word shortcut. That's what it is. At the end of the day, a franchise is a partnership in a lot of ways. And you're buying bandwidth and brand equity and all the things that come along with it. So imagine Mm -hmm. finding the right real estate, because I'll tell you in, in any opening, any business where you put it and who runs it are the two most important things. If the concept is already proven. So where you put it, like, like, do you have the resources to find demographics? Like we do. right? Right. So if you buy a franchise, it's like, great, we'll run these advanced demographics. There's like seven layers to this to make sure from age, average income, all that stuff's easy to find. But what about, these archetypes, right? Where do movers and shakers, which is one of our, where do they live? What other products and services do they buy and take advantage of? Because those are things you can run filters over for mm-hmm. real estate and put them in the right spot. What's a road front exposure, right? This is going to be a lot harder for you if you put this in a dirty warehouse, like an old CrossFit place. It's not going to work, right? So, okay, real estate. Awesome. Well, who's going to handle your build out? Who's going to ne- like, you know, negotiate your letter of intent? Mm-hmm. And check to make sure HVAC is working, right? And then manage your construction all the way through. Because, by the way, you need to continue to train more than likely. You have to stay gamefully employed while you're trying to open this business, Mm -hmm. right? Who's going to handle all that? Well, guess what? As a franchise, we handle all that, right? Then you're going to get ready to open. So, great. How do I pre-sale a gym? You've never done that if you're you're not a savvy entrepreneur. 
So would you like to open with 100 members if your capacity was 100 to 120? Well, great. Then if you need to open right. you know, making money, then you're probably going right. to need a pre-sale playbook. Guess who has that? We do, right? And then everything, equipment choice and vendors and discounts on everything that you buy. And what kind of technology are you going to need? Like how, you know, what CRM are you going to run for customers? How are you, do you have a rewards program? Do you have an app so you can go out on the floor and run the six person? Right. Imagine all that to, if you're a technical coach and you're like, I think I could do this because I manage right now this many clients yeah. and I've been doing it forever. So I can manage the schedule. I can budget. I can keep people on track. Right. right. But I don't have the bandwidth to learn all of those things. Right. Yeah. You got the coaching down. That was, we know that. But it's, there's a lot more that goes into there's it, like you just so said. so much more. It's not that simple. You can't. And in this day and age, with all the savvy competitors that are out there, mm -hmm. you can't just open a dirty garage gym and expect to make money. You can't. There's just too many savvy competitors mm -hmm. out there that are in the studio boutique space. Yep. So you need to be better than that. So you either like trial and error, figure it out, maybe, maybe not. I mean, statistically speaking, very few businesses make it to five years and very few even make it beyond that. Mm -hmm. right? Like beyond five years is a really small percentage especially in like restaurants and fitness, right? Well, guess what? Not in our brand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and not what we've done. Hell, we've been here 28 years. The other place has been there four years. So, and all the licensees we work with been in business forever. Well, that's because you do things the right way. So right. You, you buy this massive shortcut. You buy the business acumen that you may not have. Sure. And it's a little bit of like, all right, killing your ego and saying, okay, I could probably figure all those things out, but it's going to take me two or three years. The opportunity cost of that is too high. I can buy this bandwidth, get up to speed, have this brand behind me. And then ongoing, I've got this partnership and this support right. to keep me running. So, yeah. And you also have a better end game, right? I mean, it's much easier to sell a franchise than it is just a mom and pop. Absolutely. I mean, nobody wants to buy Rick's crazy ideas. They just want to buy a brand that they know is powered by. Mm -hmm. They know, know it works. Yep, exactly. And it's got proven concept. And there's somebody, there's a machine behind it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a mechanism behind it. That's not built by the crazy entrepreneur that owns the place. Yep. Right. And so I guess the other last part of this question would be, okay, so if you were an investor type who did like the look of the two pod model, would you consider doing a one pod model? And the answer is yes. I could see in the future people going into a market, a smaller market, you know, and maybe it's got three or four you know, viable locations for the bigger model, because obviously population density needs to be bigger because you're double capacity, right? And then putting on the outskirts of the outlier, the smaller markets, right? The one pod model. Mm -hmm. And so you could actually do a combination of two. Again, not unlike a food franchise that has an express model here. And there's metrics around why they would put a drive through express model here versus commuter traffic. You know, all the little right. metrics that go into the versus one with the dining room, which yep. might go in the burbs where it's in a shopping center where people can park and go in there. So there's a lot to consider around that. But we've got all that stuff nailed already. Yep. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be just a straight up investor or a coach. This works for either, right? Yep. Works for either one. But the main reason that we did it for now was because we had this huge audience and these folks that we have been you know, working with or advising or whatnot in some capacity for the last 10 to 12 years. And we launched this franchise and everyone's excited only to find out that they don't financially qualify. Right. So it's like, okay, great. Well, here's a model where you can financially qualify mm -hmm. and it's the perfect model for an owner operator investor as well. But, but owner operator, this is it for you. Right. So if you guys are interested in, in learning more and you want to hear more about this model or maybe you're working at a gym and the capacity is limited and it's low and you're like, now's the time. I mean, keep in mind that more new business licenses have been applied for during 2020 than any other year since 2007, which was before the crisis of 08, 09, right? Mm -hmm. So people are looking for opportunities. Like in every crisis, there's an opportunity and now would be a perfect time. Real estate seemingly will come down a bit, right, for rent. 
So uh, now would be the perfect time if you're working at a gym or you don't know what you want to do with your life and you right. want to make a run at fitness. Maybe you're coming out of the military, something like that. This is a great model for you. And Absolutely. We know it because we own it. And it's really simple, guys. It's just a one pod model of what all we've been talking about and selling here on the podcast for for however long. So yep. I'd say do it. So I'm super excited. Hope that helps. Does that explain it? Well, absolutely. It's awesome. All right, guys, if you need any help with it, have any more questions, reach out, let us know, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. If you have any questions for the host or are interested in learning more about running a successful personal training business of your own, please reach out and say hello. Connect with us at www.alloypersonaltraining.com and sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources.